Water is kind of that twofold, kind of that invisible variable that you, you you look at and you don't see a difference between, you know, you go to look at bottled water to bottled water, tap water, it all looks the same. And to be able to understand why it's not the same takes an inordinate amount of chemistry. Want to learn more about that black magic elixir we call coffee? Look no further. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee 101, brought to you by Humble Coffee. Coffee 101 is your complete knowledge base for all things coffee. Listen to the show, and you'll be able to make phenomenal coffee at home and know all those crazy words when the barista is chatting with you or you're looking at the menu in the coffee shop. And you can troubleshoot any coffee dilemma that arises. Season 2 takes us on coffee's journey from shelf to sip. And today, we have a huge topic to talk about. It makes up 98% of our cup of coffee. Today, Katie. Yeah. We're talking about water. 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 I love water. I do too. It's I drink so good. probably the two two things I drink the most of are coffee and water. Yeah. Yeah, water's good. I used to not appreciate it, and I know that I've mentioned this at least two times on this podcast, but in eighth grade, I wrote a paper about water and like the benefits of it uh-huh. and like why you actually need to drink it. And ever since then, I just like water. I just appreciate it. Yeah. I'm so glad it's here. Well, to me, I think of water as like, you know, you use oil to like keep everything running and smooth in your car yeah. or, or stuff like that. You know, water is kind of that thing for your body. It keeps but you everything have to drink it every up. day rather than every couple of months. Yes, this is true. Because if yeah. you did every couple of months, you'd probably You'd probably dead. die. Yep, you probably would. And uh, today... I basically have the perfect guest on to talk about water guest. and coffee. Yeah. It's Taylor Miner from uh-huh. Third Wave Water, and we will put a link in the show notes, mm-hmm. but um, their company, they were on Shark Tank, and Dang. like all of the sharks, you know how sometimes it's hard to get even one yeah, shark to like make them a deal? Just, like awkward. They all tried to make them a deal. So that's... What? So that's how unique and special this idea of what we call third wave water is to coffee. And um, so he's the perfect person to talk to as far as like, why is water so important to your cup of coffee? That's true. That is really like, you've got to have some courage to get on Shark Tank. One, 50% of the time it's just awkward because like all the investors are like, no, and then yeah. also like you're going like on national television. So yeah. I'm impressed. God no, see. they had they had a great idea, and it was something that nobody had ever actually done, yeah. and that really got the sharks' Traction. attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's jump to it, and we will swim around uh, 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 with Taylor Miner of Third Wave Water. Taylor from Third Wave Water. Good to have you on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me. So, all right. 
water makes up 98% of our cup of coffee, but we spend probably 98% of our time thinking about the coffee itself. So, so, so help me bridge that gap. Tell me about water. Tell me about third wave water too. Yeah, I think water is kind of that twofold, that invisible variable that you, you, you look at and you don't see a difference between, you know, you go to look at bottled water to bottled water, tap water, it all looks the same. And to be able to understand why it's not the same takes an inordinate amount of chemistry and, um, and test kits to try to figure out. So it's, it's one of those things that's not, uh, not that easy. You know, a lot of us get water from a local municipal Mm-hmm. And their goal is to to basically make water that doesn't kill us, and and they don't even do that well all the time. Right. So, right. So we are saying specialty coffee. Our goals uh, for our water are a little higher than potable, right? So, yeah. Um, and uh, I owned a coffee roaster cafe for ten years before this, and where we are, we have really really hard water. So it's a yeah. kind of a unique, not unique. Um, you know, someone who who doesn't have hard water, I don't think would understand. But we have really high TDS, really hard. And, and tell me what tell me what hard water and what TDS. Like I know I know what that means, but tell us. Yeah. Uh, so, so basically, you, you know, you've heard before the the fancy terms of terroir of co- of coffee, yeah. and that's the the coffee bean is going to have kind of the flavor of the soil, the, the sun, the, the, yeah. the you know, those are the inputs. Right. Well, water has the same kind of you know, terroir for the lack of a, a better term, it, it's going to basically look like where it came from. So a lot of water comes from uh, underground and it's going to have a lot of calcium in it. And that's from limestone. Mm-hmm. So if you got a limestone quarry nearby and you get your water from the ground, most likely there's a lot of calcium uh, carbonate limestone that would be considered temporary hardness or hardness. Um, that's going to do things like make it you know, difficult for the soap, you know, to get off when you're, when you're cleaning, you're doing dishes to give, give hard water spots. You know, you've seen your shower, get kind of clogged with that kind of white rock substance. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's hardness, which is the same thing that's in a Tums. So you, okay. you take a Tums and they use calcium carbonate and that's to, uh, to uh, lower the acidity in your stomach. Okay. So that, effect of lowering acidity then put into the water will cause if you are looking for acidity in your coffee for it to go away so okay uh basically the the water around here one gallon had the same amount of calcium as two um tums chewables huh um so it, it it's not an insignificant amount yeah of, that's a um, lot of calcium yeah and so you know maybe 20 years ago your coffee that you got didn't matter that much. And it wasn't that we hadn't, you know, put especially a lot of effort coffee. Into, wasn't like bumping like it is now. I say especially the coffee was hazelnut or good Highlander grog. <laughs> right. um, and, and so you start pushing all those variables, right? You have, you have the, the growers are putting in the extra work, right? The, right. the roasters are putting in the extra work. You've got this nice brewer, you know, nice, uh, uh, burr grinder, and you go to make a cup of coffee and you tasted it at the cafe and you yeah. read the flavor notes on the bag and then you make it at home and you think you're doing everything right. And it just doesn't taste right. It's flat. Yeah. It's muddy. Um, a lot of times that's because of the water. 
So there's a lot of good ways for cafes to take their water and make it ideal for coffee, but they don't necessarily scale down to home use, right? Mm. You don't recommend, it's like, it would be like recommending a McCollard grinder for a home. That's like a big commercial coffee roaster grinder for, for home. It just doesn't work very well. So yeah. Or like our, for in Mississippi, we would say like trying to like swat a fly with like a sledgehammer. That's right. That's right. You could do it, but you're going to get tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, so, you know, it's really easy to get water with nothing in it. So demineralized water, distilled water, reverse osmosis, a zero water filter. They kind of all do the same thing. And then you add our minerals, which come in a pack mm-hmm. and they are pre-measured dosed out to, to be that ideal range. So start at a neutral base, add our minerals, and you're going to get a consistent, um, uh, a consistent cup anywhere in the world. Uh, you, and, and, and the, uh, just makes it easy to kind of get that, that, um, flavor you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Also, it's going to help, um, keep that equipment lasting longer. So, uh, that hardness that I talked about earlier, that temporary hardness, it comes out of solution, um, precipitates out, uh, mm-hmm. when it gets hot or cold. So if you ever had ice water and you notice little floaties on the bottom, that's because the calcium is coming out of solution. Mm-hmm. It's precipitating together and it's falling down and you can see it. Same thing when it gets hot, it comes out of solution and attaches to your, your water pipes, your shower head, attaches the inside of your boiler on your $5,000 espresso machine, yeah. which you don't want. So yeah. our water helps um, basically protect that expensive equipment from uh, corroding from chlorides or from, from uh, scaling. Stick with us. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee 101, brought to you by Humble Coffee. Hey, 101ers, Kenneth here. We're talking today about how important water is to your cup of coffee. And it is important. It makes up, like we said, 98% of what you are actually drinking. So you want to, at least if you're a coffee nerd like I am, you want to match that 98% and the other 2% so that you can have the absolute best cup of coffee. So, to get the best cup of coffee, I would recommend Humble Coffee. Check them out on HumbleCoffee.com or click on the link in the show notes. They source the best beans and roast them to perfection. And they have a lot of experience in both of those areas of getting you the best bean. So, check them out. Now, let's get back to the show with Taylor Miner of Third Wave Water. So a couple things here for our 101ers out there. Um, Taylor specifically is talking about third wave water, which we will put a link in the show notes, but you could just go to thirdwavewater.com. And basically when he's talking about everything being neutral in the water, like literally like taking all of the minerals, all the hardness, everything out and starting from scratch and then what third wave water has is little packets uh, depending on, and we'll get into it in a little bit, like the specifics of, of the nuances of, of um, you know, what you may want to bring out in the coffee that you can simply just add to a gallon of basically spring water. Is, is that right? Or distilled? You, you want, yeah, demineralized. Demineralized, would be, okay. Would be uh, distilled. Um, 
We shop at Aldi. And um, tell me, tell me me the difference as you're working through this, mm -hmm. because, because I get confused here too. Like, like tell me the difference in like, like spring water and distilled and whatever, all that stuff. Cause I want to get the right thing if I'm the consumer. So there's, yeah. So there's, there's spring water is basically, um, a fancy way to say tap water in the U S. So that's, that's all it is. It's filtered with like a carbon filter, but it's, it's basically tap water and that's going to have all those minerals in there. So what we're looking for is demineralized. And so taking the minerals out and, that takes a little more energy than a regular carbon filter and that can be done distilling. So distilled water, uh, reverse osmosis is another way. So if you ever see, um, uh, we shop at Aldi and they have filtered water, but if you, if you read it, it says filtered with reverse osmosis. And so that is going to be, uh, have a a really low TDS single digits and it'll be acceptable uh, as a neutral base. If you get a zero water filter that uses, um, an ion, resin exchange beads mm. and basically it grabs onto the hardness and holds onto it and then and um the water will be um demineralized from there so in, in the u.s at least it's it's fairly easy to get you know it's cpap water basically it's the it's the distilled uh, reverse osmosis um if anyone was ever really curious you can the the, the meters to test it are about 12 15 bucks mm. you can get and they last you know forever really simple um, uh, yeah. And if anyone ever had any specific questions about it, they can always email, uh, email me Taylor at thirdwavewater.com and, and we can help, you know, deduce that. Gotcha. And then the other thing that you were talking about, uh, and this would be, I guess, thinking about it more in the, um, coffee shop, but also if you're consistently using something like a batch brewer and you're using, the what we'll call the right water as opposed to your tap water is prevention of scaling or that 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 hard stuff that people see you know within the guts of the machine mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so like when i had my cafe if i didn't my softener ran out of salt and i was using hard water the the holes in the sprayer on the bottom of that bun coffee maker would actually start to close up slowly. And the thing's not very smart. It just turns on for a certain amount of time and then turns off. So what would happen is the, the, the volume of our pot would go down and down and down in terms of the water because those holes are getting clogged up and slowing down. So the same thing will happen in your, your Keurig, your coffee maker at home and might ask you to descale it. You might find that, hey, this used to brew in this amount of time. Now it's taking a lot longer. Hey, it, it gets, sounds like it gets a lot hotter. Um, uh, but yeah, that's all from kind of, it's just, it's like building up the arteries. It just slowly keeps yeah. caking on and, and uh, yeah, breaks, breaks a lot of equipment. And, you know, another thing to back up and think about is we have to have these standards in the first place as far as, okay, well, what? what is it that quote makes the best cup of coffee that then third wave water or y'all can, you know, kind of reverse engineer and say, okay, well, this is what we need. <clears throat> and back in the day, the SCA, um, or especially coffee association said, these are the parameters and they included stuff like, uh, mineral content, chlorine, pH, alkalinity, water hardness is, things that we've been talking about ranges 
that they're like, okay, this will make, this has the chance to make the best cup. And I know in my experience, when you were alluding to earlier, the difference in the cup in the coffee shop and the cup at home, when, when I was early in coffee, I definitely could not make that coffee shop cup at home. And I think, honestly, a lot of it, probably looking back, was probably the water. Um, it wasn't that I uh, you know, was necessarily doing anything wrong with the good coffee, um, but I was forgetting the 98%. Yeah. No, that's – um. Uh, so we have our, our classic profile, which is the first one we came out with, kind of has that SCA compatible profile. Our espresso profile is also – kind of falls in that range um the difference is the classic will make the coffee um a little little brighter a little more more acidic Mm -hmm. than the than the espresso but we also have some some profiles that are a little wild uh especially turned but they're they're higher alkalinity for dark roast and for cold brew um so i have this this uh this theory that the regional coffee preferences um are driven by regional uh, uh, municipal water qualities, specifically mm. the hardness in them. So, uh, on the East West coast, you do a lot of surface water, which is, is fairly low TDS with a low TDS water, uh, light roast coffees taste better and, and dark roast coffees taste really rather foul. So any, any dark roast will be really carbon forward, mm. will taste burned, taste rubbery. Well, you get, uh, a, a well water or high TDS water. And all of a sudden that dark roast tastes a lot better and the light roast tastes bad. Mm. Um, and so uh, a lot of, you know, somebody's personal coffee preferences can basically be um, uh, impacted and influenced by, by that water. So with that, we made some profiles that would be higher in alkalinity. Um, and so what they're going to do is on a dark roast coffee, you're looking for, you know, chocolate flavors, nut flavors, right? Um, tobacco flavors. Uh, you're not looking for a lemon, right? That 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 might be bitter. You know, you'll someone's like, oh, that tastes bitter. Yeah. You're not looking for a, a something sweet necessarily. Um, uh, and so if you take the water chemistry and tweak it a little bit and say, you know what, we're gonna adjust the alkalinity. You kind of take the the focus and you say, okay, we're gonna actually there's all of these flavors in here. We're gonna highlight these ones and kind of mute these ones. So if you ever try, if you are try to imagine drinking orange juice with no acidity, it doesn't taste like orange juice. So you right. take out that acidity um, and it's a physically less acidic coffee. And all of a sudden there is no lemon and there's more chocolate. So um, some, some of the fun, interesting stuff. Mm. So I, yeah, so I noticed and you said the, dark roast but also with like cold brew um tell me a little more about cold brew and like like how that um you know how you delineate yeah so the cold brew is is our our wildest deviation from the norm Um, it is it is about uh, five times um uh more alkalinity than our classic profile and and most of the time there's a lot of broad strokes here. So yeah. most of the time when people are making a cold brew and I would say cold brew would be something where you're taking 12 to 24 hours, you're soaking your coffee, you're, you're making a concentrate, but you're looking for a more low acid. You know, a lot of times cold brew has been, um, touted as uh, Hey, as less acidity. Right. 
Um, you want to mix it. A lot of people mix it with, with creams and sugars and they're looking for those savory flavors. Mm -hmm. So with the cold brew being, you know, really bumping up that alkalinity that it's going to help, uh, the, 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 it actually on the pH scale, it, it, uh, it's about a 0.5 pH difference. Um, uh, which for, for the, the kind of one-on-one is about a five times less acidic. Mm. Um, uh, and, and it's a lot, it's, it is, it's, it's significant and you can taste it and, uh, some fun things. So if you make, everyone's probably had a, a coffee creamer curdle in their coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times that happens when, when the creamer's close to going bad or it's kind of room temp. Well, if you use our classic profile and brew coffee and then our dark roast, the, the classic will curdle the cream and the dark roast won't. And that's simply because of the acidity differences in it. Yeah. The way I've always thought about it, I guess made sense in my head is like the, the more alkaline or basic it is, or even as an aside, the darker roast, it just seems to like cut the milk better than your more acidic. Um, I feel like, I feel like it's two like butting heads when you have a really acidic or what we would call fruity coffee and you add milk to it. Um, yeah, I, I, correct. I think someone who wants a black cup of coffee, but wants it to be like fruit forward and, and I would say more tea qualities, you right. know, some, you know, bergamot oil. Um, but, but those, I mean, there's a lot of light coffees that are really, acidic bombs right they taste like a like a juice almost um mm-hmm. somebody squeezed the lemon in it um yeah those don't mix well with milk they just don't they typically don't pair well especially warm yeah um uh but the flavors of uh you know a good central american brazil caramel um you know uh sumatra uh, like a uh, a good wet leather boot flavor yeah uh, 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 so th- those pair well pair better with milk and even if you're drinking them dark they pair better with a a um a a water that has a higher alkalinity um real quick another weird phenomenon is um so it affects the chemistry of the coffee but also affects the physical brewing parameters so if you're using a, a coffee maker and you go from distilled water to demineralized water to third wave water the the third wave water will brew about 45 seconds faster mm. up to i've seen it so it actually flows through quicker which a lot of times you you would want to then adjust some other variables to slow that down so so that's interesting and and the more minerals you add the faster it goes but if those minerals are sodium and you're using a a, a salt water softener it'll actually um slow down the coffee and, and you'll, you'll get it overflowing. So if anyone at home, you, your mm. coffee maker overflows, it's most likely because you have a, a water um, softener and that salt will cause your coffee to uh, take about 50% longer to brew, which will cause it to overflow. You know, that's a super good point. And the other, and, and that may be, I've seen some overflow before when I've thought, well, let me back up and say this. The other thing I've seen is if you have a coffee that is super, super fresh uh, and you, you know, grind it and you put it under something that's automatic, 
um, it can overflow, but it's because there's so much degassing, um, like while it's, you know, brewing. Um, so I've always thought that that was the case. I did not know that, you know, it could be that the water was too soft, which what you're saying Mm -hmm. is means that it's got more sodium in it. Is that correct? That's correct. So this, I, it was one of those weird things. I, when I had a roaster and I'm helping, I had one customer who it was, they'd be like, Hey, you changed your grind. It's our coffee pots overflowing. It it was fine. And and it was flat, but now the grinds are going over. And, and it was years later, I was reading a a book called uh, coffee technology by Michael Sibbets. It's written in the seventies. Yeah. It's like 500 pages, but, uh, uh, fascinating stuff. It is. It, <laughs> I, I really enjoy it. Um, uh, Us weirdos but, uh, do, yes. Yes, the, the 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 thickness of coffee books keeps going down um, yeah. compared to some of the old classics. Yeah, there's um, some thick ones. But but he talked about, hey, how if you have softened water with salt, it causes the brewing to extend up to 50%. And I'm like, holy cow, there it is. It's That's been crazy. there for, for years. Um, uh, it's, so some other funny stuff from that one book was the uh the, the golden ratio uh 1.2 tds coffee was actually uh, uh invented created by the pan-american coffee council in the 1950s mm. um so that whole brewing control chart at least the the the, the first iteration yeah. was was really made in order to help people use more coffee because yeah. they wanted they want to uh, sell more coffee, coffee prices to, to go up yeah yeah yeah, and I know some folks at uh, UC Davis have been kind of tinkering with some of that stuff now. Uh, but I want to get back to, and I want to make sure that I get this clear and that our one-on-oneers understand this, with third-wave water, and that's water that has, you start out with basically distilled water, and then you add the little packet that if they're doing like a pour over or whatever at home, it's going to go through the, like everything else being equal, it's going to go through the grounds quicker. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. So it, go quicker than if they didn't put the minerals in. So, okay. So let me their say water this. at home could already have some minerals and could cause it. All right. So let me say this. So if, um, if that's the case, one of oneers but you're trying to shoot for a certain time goal as far as your interaction of the water and the coffee, then you're probably going to want to grind finer because that will help slow down that water as it goes through. That's correct. So, yeah. Cool. Anything else you can think of with water, which makes up 98%. Of yeah, our cup of coffee. I, I mean, in the end, there's no perfect water for coffee. The the coffee is all about the taste, right? So whatever you like, you like, and that's okay. Yeah. Our, our goal was to make something that if you were looking for a specific taste or, you know, this person tasting to this, um, it helping them get to that. How do you give people the tools to get what they like, right? And that includes keeping your, your equipment uh, you know, working fresh, but, uh, if Which you're reading money. a bag, yeah, if you're reading a bag of coffee and it says, Hey, this has a uh, green apple and, um, you taste it and you're like, it tasted like coffee. Um, <laughs> that's probably because your water's <laughs> wrong. Uh, yeah. th- th- a lot of coffee I'm like, it has a coffee taste. 
it's like a uh, and uh and yeah it's 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 crazy how much of a difference we actually did a fun thing in the office i took uh, juices and i i spiked them accordingly with uh calcium bicarbonate and mm. and it just you know again uh tweaking the acidities and and you can tell in orange and apple juice uh and it's it changes it well, and even with, I'd say even with water, and we've talked about a lot on the show, is everybody, especially when you're looking at specialty coffee, everybody has done their absolute best with that bean up to the point that it gets to your hands. So the farmer did what he could to get, you know, top dollar, give a high quality, you know, bean, um, imported took care, ex- exported took care of it, imported took care of it. The roaster hopefully did, um, you know, the absolute best they could to get the best out of that bean, you know, and then they're giving it to somebody else, whether that's the barista or the end user, and then that's where water comes in, and um, I think it's fair to say that, you know, we should we should do the best, you know, that we possibly can, you know, with the water, but also, like you said, at the end of the day, does it taste good to you? If it tastes good to you, then thumbs up. Absolutely. And and if anyone ever wanted a a better, uh, a quicker ten minute pitch on our coffee, we were on Shark Tank back in 2017, and there's a uh, it was one of those crazy moments. But uh, all of the five out of five sharks all uh, preferred Third Wave over the LA tap water, which is uh, rather bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was good for us. <laughs> well. Um, we will put a link to that YouTube as well in the show notes. But tell us, tell us a little more in general about um, Third Wave Water as a, a company, and and um, and what was your heart rate? You think when you were on the show? Yeah, that. My and heart how long rate, did you practice the little pitch, the little elevator pitch? So that has to be memorized. Um, so we work on we worked on that for months, kind of in this uh, thinning process. So they say about 30,000 people apply to be on the show every year and about 120 make it, um, wow. to, to, to TV. So there, there's quite a few steps. Um, and it was intense. Um, we fortunately, uh, felt like we, we knew our stuff. And so we could answer it, uh, truthfully. Um, I think those, the sharks can smell when somebody is lying or doesn't know what they're talking about. Right. Uh, so we were honest, um uh it it was nerve-wracking but uh it it was ultimately it was good we we got to deal with barbara yeah and um yeah it was a once in a lifetime opportunity we we still have reruns every couple months so a lot of people find out about us from that so yeah um, and they text but, you if they know you they text you and they're like hey you're on tv again that's, like, right, yeah. that's right that's right that's right that's right some guy without gray hair is on tv he looks just like you um yeah. The, uh, no. So yeah, we're, we're just a small company in, in rural Ohio. Um, uh, I owned a coffee shop, coffee roast before this, before that I was in the Marines. Um, uh, uh my business partner, co-founder Charles, he, before this worked for NASA, worked for, you know, Virgin space. Um, we kind of were just two coffee nerds that met. He, he had started a coffee subscription company Yeah, and, uh, kind of the, the birthplace of third wave water. We were at lunch one day because his coffee subscription bought some of my coffee and 
I had made this uh, elaborate water filtration system for my cafe. And he said, I wish I could ship your water to my customers. Mm. And and I made the quick joke. Well, we can send them dehydrated water. Uh, and yeah. I, and while we're laughing, I'm like, you know what? I don't, we might actually Maybe be able to do that. And, uh, and that was the birth of, uh, of third wave water. Well, the beauty, the beauty of it is at the time when y'all came out, um, there's nothing like it. And so that's why, of course, on Shark Tank or something like that, um, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's novel, um, and it makes sense. And it's not that, you know, you're just same way with like, I think about like Humble Coffee, um, which the show, uh, sponsors, um, or Humble sponsors the show, you know, they, they try to cater towards healthy coffee, but they're not, there's nothing that they're putting in the coffee that makes it healthier. They just, (laughs) They're using the knowledge they have and the resources they have to optimize for that. Just like, I mean, you're not inventing calcium and sodium, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're using what's already out there and, you know, have a great product. Yeah. I'm trying to make, trying to make uh, good coffee easier. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, we're all about practicalities and, and yes, it can seem maybe a little snooty ish or make, making your own water for coffee, but we have a lot of, you know, just, you know, my grandma and her sister, they regularly use it probably has something to do with, she's my grandma, but, um, you know, uh, uh, we love, she's hip. She is. I love getting comments, uh, reviews where somebody had, they bought third wave water, they were using it and then they ran out and it was like their spouse came up to them. They're like, what happened to the coffee? What do you do with it? It, It's, and it's like, yeah, Oh yeah. Okay. We can't go back now. It's like that at first experience. If you've had, uh, uh, we used to sell a good decaf coffee and right. The difference between a good, uh, water process decaf and, and store grade decaf is, is huge. Yeah, and so I'd have a lot of people, they would buy it and they'd be like, Oh, this is too much. And then they come back a week later and like, I need to buy more. I tried to go back to the old stuff. Just I just can't. can't drink it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I don't, uh, I'll say yeah. this. I don't think it's snooty at all. I think that, um, you know, anything in life, whether it's water, coffee, your day job, your family life, whatever. Um, I don't know. I think you should bring 110% to it. And, right. uh, so I think that's what y'all do there. And well, I and think, it's like uh, idiocracy, you know, you don't want to brew coffee with toilet water. Right. And so, uh, yeah, we use third wave water. Yeah, exactly. The Brondo of our day. (laughs) Well, listen, Taylor, it was a pleasure having you on the show today. Thanks, Kenneth. Pretty cool dude, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so like, um, you know, of course, from a business standpoint, I love what they're doing with Mm -hmm. Third Wave Water. Totally makes sense to me. Um, We have used the packets before that, you know, you just add to the gallon of demineralized water. Yeah, I remember that. We used to, um, we used to send them out with our packages. Yep. And um, for like any online orders, we used to send out a little packet. Yeah. Um, And we should probably get back to doing that with Humble Coffee um, sometimes. I think a lot of people just didn't know how to use them. Well, and also, yeah, I think Taylor reconvinced me that, that, um, you know, basically we, you know, if you want to, if, if like we talked about on the interview today, if everybody in the process, the farmer, the exporter, the uh-huh. importer, the roaster, everybody, 
is going to absolutely do the best to take care of that bean by the time it gets to us. The least we can do, or part of the least we can do as either the consumer or getting it in the coffee shop is try to, you know, see if we can have the best water to match. Yeah, true. That, because it really does make a difference. I mean, you can taste the difference in city water and well water and distilled water. Oh, yeah. You know, so some water's bunk. Bunk? Bunk. What is that? It's like an old word for like like middle-aged people like me that's like, you know, like like it, it doesn't taste good. Like it's bunk. Oh, okay. Like how, how you, you know. use bussin'. But like the opposite of that? Yeah, but like the opposite. It's like bunk. Bunk. I'm going to so. start using that word. I'll bring it back and then I'll just claim that I invented it. I'm kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> You're speechless. I am speechless. You don't know what to say. I don't I don't I don't know what to say about that. But I but but yes, you can if you want to bring it back you can and we'll I'll say that credit. it was it was credit to Katie Thomas on no, Coffee One. You can get credit for it. All right, listen, we enjoyed sitting with y'all and being in your ears today. Having little chats. Having little chats uh, today about water. And we will catch y'all next time. Make sure that you leave us a rating and that you tell a friend. Yes. Um, Because we want you to. Yeah. And if you want to chat with us, um, you can either chat it up in the, um, when you leave a rate in the little comment section, we read all of those. And you could also DM Humble Coffee. Yeah, on, on Instagram. On the Instagram. Yeah. And uh, we're usually pretty good about following that up, too. That's true. All right, so next time, love y'all. 